Dirt with Gary Pickman, South Carolina's only podcast dedicated to the real estate agent's craft. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dishin' Dirt. I'm your often opinionated but rarely wrong, if ever wrong, host Gary Pickering, coming to you from Blair Cato in beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina. This, the very hot first week of July 2022. It's always hot in July in South Carolina. I trust that everyone's had a good and safe, fun 4th of July. Your Instagram post clearly showed that you did and that you are ready to hit the second half, or as I call it, the back half of the summer selling season very hard. See some more contracts coming in and hopefully you guys finish up the summer season on an upswing. Now, despite all of the negative news about the economy, inflation, and there's lots of it out there and how real estate is going to slow down, the market in South Carolina still is humming along very, very strong. And the number of -of out-of-state movers just continue to pour into South Carolina at unprecedented numbers. South Carolina basically is no longer that best-kept secret in the country. People are far away as California and Oregon are purposely seeking to relocate here in the Carolinas. Quite frankly, who could blame them? The cost of living here, our taxes, significantly less than out on the West Coast, and certainly a better style of living where there's snow and awful weather. It's just a wonderful place to live, and I think we're seeing more and more people in this country realize that. And with that being said, as South Carolina grows, so does Blair Cato, Picker, and Castellan. This week, Blair Cato announced the opening of our fifth office location in South Carolina. That's right. We're going to be opening a satellite office in our in historic Camden, South Carolina on August 1st, 2022. Our office is going to be located at 708 Lafayette Street. And so for you guys that are from Camden, you will know that building as the Speedy Tanner Atkinson building. Blair Cato is going to still be delivering that great customer experience to the Camden market with that signature Blair Cato look and feel to the closing office and the closing experience, and of course, that Blair Cato attention to your client's needs. So if your client is either closing in Greenville or Spartanburg in the upstate, or you're closing in Lexington, Columbia, or now Camden in the Midlands, only place you need to recommend to your clients is Blair Cato. So on Dish and Dirt this week, we have our very first repeat guest. Back in 2021, our guest this week, Jess Lineville, she joined Dish and Dirt on two episodes. And since her appearance back at the end of 2021, Jess has gone out and written a book. So in this two-part series, we're going to pick Jess' brains on how to make more money with less hustle, how to work smarter, but not longer. And I know that is on everyone's mind. Everybody feels like we have to hustle, hustle, hustle to make more money. And Jess is actually going to talk to us a little bit on the other way of how you can make more money, not working longer, not having to hustle even more and more, but it's just simply working smarter. But before we get to Jess, let me ask you, as I always do, that you please like us, share us, and to give us five stars. You know, those stars that I always ask you to rate us are very important because that's why we get many of the top real estate minds in the country to come on this show. And without all those five stars, they wouldn't be seeing what we're seeing here, which is that you guys are really getting a lot out of Dish and Dirt. And we really appreciate you guys for tuning in. So, Please keep giving us those five stars so more great guests like Jess Lenovo will come on and share their knowledge with you. So now let's go ahead and get started with Jess because we got a lot to cover in these two episodes. All right, guys. So back in November of 2021, our guest today joined us for a two-part series on the six free real estate hacks, as well as the top six things that real estate agents were doing wrong on social media. And those shows were extremely popular. So because of that, Jess Linville is going to join us again today and be on Dish and Dirt twice. Now, I'm not going to give you all of the usual credentials because if you listen to either one of those episodes, you have to be very familiar with her 
and we'll be talking more about what Jess does in, in our meeting. But since being on Dish and Dirt, Jess has gone out and written a book called More Money, Less Hustle, Become the Seven-Figure Real Estate Agent. Now, this is something I know all of us want to learn more about. It sounds like how you can work better, not longer, and make more money. So Jess is here today to share her methodology to help real estate professionals leverage online marketing, systematize and scale their business, and create transformational workplace culture. This book is your chance, no matter the market, to abandon the hustle and uncertainty of the industry you love for consistency, clarity, and enduring success. So welcome back, Jess, to our show, Dish and Dirt. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. Well, I probably don't know this, but you are the very first repeat guest on Dish and Dirt in almost two years of our podcast. So you, well, I'm honored. You said (laughs) I love it. But before we discuss your book, I do have an important announcement. It looks like Jess will hopefully be joining us for our 2023 real estate summit coming up in probably March of next year. She was going to try to join us last year, but a scheduling conflict uh, prohibited that. So. We went ahead and jumped on it early this year in June of 2022 yeah. to get you for next um, next spring. So really excited about that. So I'm excited to, to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's talk about what's been going on since November. It seems like you've been very busy since you visited us last time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I have moved to the Bahamas. Nice. I have written a book. Ah. And I mean, that's pretty much it. But those I think are big enough. Those are pretty big things. <laughs> that's all I want to talk about is this book. So yeah, why, why a book? What were you hoping to achieve by doing a book? You know, I was never the person who like grew up or aspired to write a book. It was just never, it was never something that was, you know, part of my plan. But so often I was getting this feedback from people that they were reading these books. And, and there's so many books out there that are so full of that like hustle culture right? There's so many books based on the hustle, the grind, crushing it, relentless, like do the thing, be obsessed with the thing and never give up. And and I think that 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 mentality is over. I think we have an entire generation of burnt out agents that have um, really either gotten over it, left the business or are looking for a more scalable, sustainable way to build their empire. And I think so often we get caught up in the in in, in the, the kind of the sexiness of it, like the memes on social media and the no pain, no gain. And, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't serve us. So I wrote the book because no one else did, to be honest. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's an interesting <laughs> title, Less Hustle, because like you said, we've been told for years in this industry that the only way to get ahead is to outwork the competition. But you're saying that's Mm -hmm. not the case now. Uh, When did that change? I think it changed as soon as technology started to change. And I think that the old ways of that we've been taught for so many years to build a big business was based on working harder, wanting it more, um, making hard decisions. And really nowadays that's it's not the case i think we have the ability to have so much more efficiency and so many agents have built big businesses that are completely inefficient that they hate and that they feel like they've built this golden cage because every single person gets into real estate for three reasons i would say 99% okay. unlimited income potential mm-hmm. being able to set your own schedule right. and you know having that element of freedom and wanting to help people and i would say there's a very small number of agents that ever actually reach that trifecta. 
because they become the bottleneck and they become a slave to their calendar and a slave to their business. And we, and they never actually get to fulfill this idea that got them into the business in the first place. And it's really unfortunate because it's not necessary to hustle and grind and burn out and, you know, get divorced and not be around for your kids when you know, all it really takes is, you know, the cliche of working smarter, not harder. Someone who, someone who is in and around that 250 to $300,000 range, which for most people, I think is, is, is considered successful for sure, but it's the hardest place to be in your business because at the end of the day, you are quote unquote successful, but you are still wearing all the hats in your business. And getting getting that leverage piece in. And I think that a lot of people have been burned by the word leverage. So I want to use it a little bit differently. I don't mean leverage in terms of exploitation, which is unfortunately the way that it's been that it's been kind of portrayed in real estate, where you have other people doing the work that you don't want to do, which is true. Yes. But you want to find people who are doing that work and automating different things that are doing that work that genuinely like to do the things that you don't like to do. It's not an exploitative situation. What it really is, is giving people opportunity to do things that they like doing, bettering other people and being able to grow an organization or a team or a brokerage or whatever it is that you're building in a way that feels good. And you being able to work as much as you want to work in an environment that you want to work in, doing the things that you love. And that really kind of becomes the key. So many people who build big teams or they're still the top producers of their team, which is 90% of the time the wrong way to do it. If you have a team of, let's say, five agents underneath you and you're the top producer, it means you're not properly leveraged and it means that your your team's probably not set up properly. What we want over time is for you to be able to find that path out of production so that, you know, I think so often we're told that we have to live and breathe and love this business so much, but I don't think that there's a single agent out there that believes that that they were put on this planet to sell real estate. Hmm. I think that real estate is the vehicle to the things that you love and the freedom that you want. It's not the be all end all. And, you know, so, so often we hear that at the end of our lives, the number one regret is that people work too hard. They work too they work too hard. They they wish that they spent less time working and more time enjoying life, traveling, spending time with friends and family. And that's really what this book is about. It's about set up your business, build the real estate empire, have seven plus figures in profit every year so that you actually have the freedom. And the way that I define freedom is uh you get to do what you want, when you want, where you want, with who you want. Right. And unfortunately, we live in a world where money is a large part of that. And so having that freedom is 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 built through being able to have that uncapped earning potential, which can only come through leverage because so many agents are the bottleneck in their business and being and building the business in a way that you have spaciousness 
and time and freedom of, of calendar to focus on the thing that does actually light your soul up, right? Which for most of us is not transacting in real estate. And that's okay because real estate doesn't have to be the thing that drives you to wake up every morning. You get to use real estate as the vehicle or as the pathway to whatever that thing is. What you say is so true. And when you look at the agencies, big agencies that have become not just local brands, but national brands. Yeah. The person who leads that team, whether it's a Stephen Cooley, a Christian Mashura, a Kevin Kaufman, these guys are not meeting with every buyer and every seller. They're not showing houses. They're not out writing contracts. And they have figured out exactly what you're talking about, which is they have created the system. They have taught the people that they have brought in to be team members of them how to run in that system. And they've been very successful and they work more on the on the business and, and less in the business. Yeah. And that's one of the things, even as lawyer, as a lawyer, our business coach every day preaches us, y'all work too much in the business, yep. working on the business. Yep. But it is a hard thing. And that's what, you know, when you have grown up your whole life, like you have, I know your mm-hmm. story of, of growing up and hustling since you were a kid, because your mom has been in this business since you were a kid, you grow up with this hustle belief. So how do you convince somebody who has grown up believing that the hustle, the hustle, the hustle, it's all I got to do is, well, there's a better way. How do you change that mindset? I think that, you know, there's two choices here. You can wait until you burn out and you're forced Which to is make gonna a change. Which is going to happen you don't. 100%. It's, it's inevitable, right? You can, you can get to a point where you're forced to make a change, whether it's through burnout, exhaustion, injury, mental health struggles, whatever it is, it will hit you. or you can really make make different priorities in your life. And yes, there might, you know, when you're a brand new agent, there's work to do and there's things to set up. But I always believe, you know, why wouldn't you choose to suffer or work really hard on the right things for a short period of time that will over time allow you to not work hard at all? And so I think so it's, it's a choice, right? You can choose to not set up your business properly and work hard forever and be capped. Or you can choose to set up your business in a really smart, highly leveraged, really like future focused way. And you can work really hard on that for a short period of time and then have that freedom piece. And I think so often people get stuck in the now mentality. It's this scarcity driven way of running their business where it's, well, I have to only focus on what's happening. Like, where's the next deal? Where's the next deal? Where's the next deal? Instead of actually looking at, okay, where do I want to be in five years? And how do I reverse engineer it so that I actually have that life, that business, that lifestyle, everything that I want? And it's that short-term only vision. It's not even vision, that short-term focus that tends to lead a lot of agents astray where they, you know, they wake up five years down the road and they think, how did I get here? How did I get here? How am I stuck here? And this isn't at all what I wanted. But again, because they're not drawing out the plan or the vision further than the next quarter, it it doesn't allow them to ever actually get ahead of it. 
And a lot of it just comes down to clarity, planning, and reverse engineering what you actually want. You see people who, like me, lives in the Bahamas, has the business that I have, you know, like created the lifestyle that so many people are like, I don't know if that's possible for me. It's possible for everyone. What I did was I just made a plan and then built every single thing and made every single decision in alignment with that plan. And it makes everything super easy. If every decision is, does this get me closer to what I want? Or is this a distraction or a shiny object? And and it makes it all easier. And I think the thing is, a lot of agents get stuck on this. Well, I'm not a team, or maybe I don't want a big team. But I think what you're talking about here applies for a part-time agent, a full-time agent that wants to grow their business but doesn't want to be a team because it's still about setting out goals, planning, and having an ultimate idea of where you're trying to go. If you don't even know where you're trying to go, how do you get there? Exactly. I also don't teach like big expansion teams. I don't think that it's good for the industry. And I think that I would rather help you build a team of three agents that do 50 to 100 deals a year than help you build a team of 10 agents that do 10 deals a year. Right. And that seems to be what a lot of it is. I've noticed teams Oftentimes, you have one or two strong principal leaders of the team yeah. that are killing it, and then they have four or five team members that do a deal. Are inefficient. And, and really, those four or five team members that are not doing a lot of production are likely taking up more energy, more time, more money than the person who is doing that 50 to 100 deals that you don't really even have to worry about because they're, they're focused and they're, and they're doing their thing. And, you know... I, I really feel so strongly about the the need or or wanting to help as many as many agents as possible get to that seven figure mark because that's really where you hit that freedom piece. It's where you hit that and and seven figures is not a crazy number in real estate. It's mm-hmm. not, right? I mean, it, it can feel very far away at certain points in your career, but there is nothing keeping you from that number other than yourself. And it's partially belief system and it's partially just systems. You know, I say to people all the time, if I dropped a hundred deals on you today, what would break? And that is, that's very telling because if people say, well, me, but also my delivery systems and also this and also this and also this one, it's like, okay, well then, your business is not set up for success and it's not set up for scalability. And whenever we, whenever we audit a team leader, for instance, there, there's two different types of, of, of leaders that we get. We get the leader who is actually set up properly and are working on the business and are the visionary and the relationship builder and the face and the brand or however it's built. And then we get the other team leader who has become the assistant to the people on their team. Right. Amen. Right. And so, and so, you know, I think so many people fall into this. I don't want to, I don't want to have a team because they've maybe done it in the past or they've seen someone else do it that did it wrong. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, that's not what I want. But the truth really is, is it doesn't have to look like that. It can look however you want. And I think that the, the mistake that we, that, that so many people have made in this industry is that people believe that there's one way to scale a real estate business and there's not. Right. 
There's so many different ways of scaling a real estate business. And one team should not look like another team because one leader does not have the same strengths and weaknesses as another. And I think part of our issue in real estate is that the average real estate agent's age, and I can't remember what it was, but I think it's like 58 or 59. I'm 52 mm-hmm. years old. I've been doing this for 27 years. And I yeah. feel like I should be like the senior citizen of the group at this point. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm still the yeah. young guy at 52. That that tells you that you're dealing with an industry that is not very cutting edge. In fact, I went to a seminar in Florida a couple of months ago where they were talking about video. And I'm yeah. sitting there going, video is not cutting edge, guys. Video is so, I don't know, 2012. But we act it's like, the basis right. of it's the basics, right? Like it's the, it's the non-negotiable the way that having a cell phone is right. at this point, right? You can't run a business without it. And if people haven't adopted it yet, like it's and I agree with you entirely. And I think that that's why we have a lot of people and a lot of newer agents, too, are learning from people who built their businesses in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, right? And they're they're still teaching things the same way. You know, people will say, well, you know, my broker says, and I'm like, hey, when's the last time your broker sold real estate? You know, how old is your broker? And, you know, how future facing and how future forward is your broker? Because a lot of the time, just as a very, very basic example, right? So often agents will hire their first person and they will be paying someone $20 an hour, $30,000 a year, whatever it is, to do a job that a piece of software can do for $500 a year because that's not the way that their thought process is. They're not thinking, they're not thinking that first. They're not thinking automate before outsource. Because in the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, we didn't have the technology that we have today. And so, you know, they say, like, even if we just bring it back to really, really basic, um, basic science, basic, like, theory of natural selection, those that survive and thrive are the ones that are the most adaptable. If people aren't adapting to the world that we live in now, then they're going to be held back. And unfortunately, just because like, just like what you said, the average age of an agent in North America is approaching 60. What What's not happening is the innovation in the real estate space. And so often what's being taught is old and real estate as an industry is being left behind. And so a lot of this just, you don't have to be the most tech savvy person in the world. You've got to be able to get by and you have to think about your business in terms of efficiency, both in terms of time and in in terms of money. And often what an agent will do is they'll say, well, I don't want to spend $30 to pay this person to do this thing that I can do. Well, if your time is worth $1,000 an hour and you spend that hour doing a $30 $30 an hour job, then what you've actually done is actually lost $970. You know, it's interesting. I've been doing this, like I said, 27 years. And in in that 27 years, which isn't really that long in the greater scheme of things in an industry, you know, the internet came about. You had, because I started Mm -hmm. in 95 and the internet was kind of one of those things you had, but you really didn't use a lot. Email, cell phone, all of that stuff came about in the last 25 years. We were still using fax machines, if you think about it, back in 1995. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And now you're looking at... When I got my license, I got a pager. Yes. You have pagers. And you had fax machines with those curly little pagers. And 
Um, you yeah. know, everybody printed off documents and kept them in their car so that if you met somebody, you could get the contracts signed. But now you've got cell phones and social media has changed everything and Zoom has changed everything. And the interesting thing is if you look at every one of these big technological changes and look at who the number one agent was or top 10 agents in the MLS were at that time, and then fast forward two or three years later, that person's gone. That person is no longer in the top 10 because they're not adapting and changing to this technology. And, you know, I get so tired of hearing agents go, well, my clients are older. They don't they don't care about this stuff. My mom's 81 years old. My mom loves looking at videos. She listens to my podcast. She looks at my videos. Yep. So if my 81 year old mom can do it and my 81 year old dad can do it, I'm sure their clients also want to look at it too. I think we underestimate what our clients do and don't do because, oh, they're, I mainly deal with 70 year olds or 80 year olds old. First yeah, of all, but Matt, I don't but believe think that. about 100% and think about all of the opportunity that you're missing. Right. Right. Because the, the Generation Z and millennials are going to drive this market from here until the time I retire. Absolutely. No ifs, ands, or buts about Yep. And agents need to stop looking at their business as their lifetime. They should be building a saleable asset, just like every other business out there. If you are, if, if you are looking only at your database and who your current business is, and you're good to ride out that $200,000 a year, then you are going to rely 100% on your retirement savings. And when you cash out, you're cashing out at zero, right? On the other hand, you build a saleable asset that has systems and processes and SOPs and proper marketing and, and a recognizable brand within your marketplace. And guess what? You have a saleable asset that when you decide that you're finished or you're ready to stop or health or whatever creates a, like a finish line for you, you can cash out. And the valuation of your company is higher because you have tech. And if you are the person who won't, it gets these systems in place along that way, you're working less and less and less anyway. Exactly. You're cashing out and you're hardly working. Exactly. You're working for the Bahamas like somebody I know on this exactly. podcast. I mean, it's pretty smart. We are unfortunately out of time today. So we're going to stop right there with Jess and start back again next week with her. And Jess is going to explain the seven pillars to get you to a seven-figure income, which is what her new book is all about. And you're not going to want to miss that. So be sure to turn in again or tune in again next week for another episode of Dish and Dirt. As always, I am your host, Gary Pickering. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, share us, subscribe to us, and tell other real estate agents about us. But most importantly, come again next week. See you then. Have a good weekend.